And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us on the line. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. How are things? Uh, pretty good. And apparently things are looking up in Kohung this morning as well. Yes. Uh, hopefully something will be shooting up as well today. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be aim. Anyhow, the weather is on our side. Let's start there. This is our first keyword of the day. Ready for launch. Securia's space rocket Nuri in position once again at the NATO Space Center's launch pad. Ready for launch, hopefully this afternoon. What's the latest? Hopefully everything goes smoothly. It's already been delayed twice now, uh, and uh, we'll have to see uh, for an announcement this afternoon. But the process of placing the rocket vertically, it began at 9.50 a.m. yesterday, and it was finally positioned on the launch pad at 11.10 a.m. yesterday. Now in the afternoon, uh, technicians conducted pre-launch inspections, connecting Nuri to an umbilical tower uh, that supplies electricity, fuel, and oxidizers through cables that are plugged into the rocket. Uh, Caddy said the inspection of the rocket has proceeded normally, in their words, including that of the oxidizer tank sensor, which caused the technical glitch uh, last week, Mm -hmm. which is why it was delayed to this week. Now, the Launch Management Committee will uh, meet this morning to decide whether to fill Nuri's propellant tank. Another committee meeting will be held later today to finalize the time of the launch. Uh, Liftoff is likely to take place at 4 p.m. That is kind of the aim at the moment, Mm -hmm. but the exact time, as you mentioned in the headlines, is scheduled to be announced at 2.30 p.m. today. Mm -hmm. So we won't know anything until that announcement is made. Uh, Caddy, of course, is hopeful of a smooth launch this time round, as there is uh, little chance of rain in the forecast today. I think there's a 20 to 30% chance of precipitation in the weather forecast, according to the weather agency. Humidity is expected to be at 80 to 85%. I know that seems quite humid (laughs) for the average person, but... Uh, In terms of a rocket launch, humidity actually needs to stay below 98% for the launch to be actually possible. So there is a bit of leeway when it comes to uh, humidity. Mm. Uh, Now, the launch, which was, of course, originally slated for last Wednesday, it's been rescheduled twice so far. And so Carrier uh, is, of course, hoping for a successful launch this time round. This Mm -hmm. will be Korea's uh, second attempt to shoot a satellite into space, unlike the first trial on October 21st last year, which had been carried out with only uh, a dummy payload and ended in kind of a partial success. Nuri will be carrying actual satellites this time round. Whether or not the satellites are successfully launched into the targeted orbit will be determined 16 minutes mm. after liftoff. Mm. Now, if the mission is successful, Korea will be the seventh country in the world to launch satellites of more than one ton into space uh, with its own carrier rocket and they'll also be carrying a dummy satellite as well Mm. um, uh, along with the actual satellites so Mm. fingers crossed hopefully uh, everything goes smoothly Mm. but we won't know anything until uh, the afternoon so a few hours time (laughs) all right so wait around until 2 30 p.m for the confirmation whether or not the launch time could be delayed or well i guess it could be brought forward too but most likely Happening 4 p.m. today, if all goes as planned. Uh, Let's turn our attention to our second keyword of the day. 
economic burden. So with inflation at record highs, interest rates uh, rising to tame it, President Yoon Song-yeol has ordered his government to come up with measures to help the vulnerable. Uh, what did he have to say? Right. Well, Yoon gave the order during a weekly meeting with his senior secretaries and his demand for protecting vulnerable groups against high interest rates apparently refers to recent decisions by the U.S. Fed and other central banks around the world, actually, to hike interest rates to tame record high inflation that we've been seeing worldwide. And he said financial authorities and financial organizations must work together to ensure the interest rate burden on financial consumers, especially vulnerable groups, uh, does not increase sharply. Now, Yoon has been putting economic revival as kind of a a top priority policy of his administration. Mm -hmm. And he spoke to reporters yesterday where he admitted there are few fundamental solutions to the economic challenges as countries around the world are raising interest rates to curb inflation. It's Mm -hmm. not something that's isolated to Korea or the US. But he said that the government is doing its best to control livelihood prices for the middle and working classes that he said are the target of his policies. Uh, Yoon also called on the National Assembly to respond in a bipartisan manner to policies that require legislative amendments. Of course, there's so much that the president and his office can do. There needs to be some sort of legislation that's passed Mm. by lawmakers on both sides of the aisle. Mm. Uh, The president also ordered officials to look into improving the so-called three lease laws. That's a very contentious and controversial Mm. uh, issue that's Mm. pending in parliament. By uh, analysing the effects of their implementation so far, he called for an expansion of benefits for landlords who keep rent hikes to a minimum, Mm. as well as more support for tenants to ease their burden. Mm. Now, the government is set to announce a set of measures today, actually, aimed at improving the lease system and revamping the cap rule on pre-sale home prices as well. So, of course, real estate issues are still uh, a pressing issue uh, here in Korea. All right, uh, let's stay on the economy section for our third keyword of the day. Stocks fall. It keeps hitting record lows. The Korean stock market has taken another beating, dipping to a one-year low amid fears of a global recession. What's the latest? Yeah, bad news for investors, I'm afraid. Uh, Short-term and long-term investors at that. Uh, The Kospi fell below the 2400 threshold during trading on Monday. It closed a little above 2390. Uh, This is the first time since November 4th, 2020, that the index closed below the 2400 mark. It led losses among the Asia-Pacific's major markets, uh, losing more than 2% from the previous trading day as well. Uh, The tech-heavy Kosdaq also hit its lowest point in 2022. It opened at around 804 yesterday, up roughly 0.7% uh, rather higher uh, from Friday, but it headed downward during trading and it closed below 770, which is the lowest figure since mm. July 2020. Names both big and small were hit hard across the board. Uh, the bellwether Samsung Electronics was down nearly 2% to a new 52-week low. Uh, what to say the stock market is likely to head down in the near future as well. We are well into a bear market. Yeah. That's because companies' earnings are slow, consumption decreases amid accelerating economic recession, as well as the high inflation as well. Mm. Um, a massive selling by foreign investors was also a major reason behind the bearish market. Uh, experts believe foreign investors are pretty much unlikely to increase their investments in the Korean stock market for the time mm. being, with U.S. interest rate hikes continuing. Mm. Uh, the Fed, for one, is likely to take another giant step next month. Uh, the U.S. interest rate 
at the end of the year is estimated to be somewhere between three and a quarter and three and a half percent. Korea's current rate is 1.75%, and the US rate is about to exceed it, which means more money will flow into mm. the United States. Uh, the Bank of Korea is predicted to raise its key rates by a quarter percentage point each in uh, the next uh, few months, July, August, October, and November, where their meetings are taking place. It is also said that one of those four adjustments could be a half a percentage point rise um, as well. And of course, to make things worse, the South Korean currency has also been losing ground against the strengthening of the US dollar. Of course, this will uh, take a hit on uh, training companies here in Korea as well. So a lot of export-import companies here are kind of struggling with uh, that foreign exchange rate. It's been a tough few consecutive days. It seems like more tough weeks ahead. Yeah. Uh, brace yourselves. Uh, let's turn our attention to our fourth keyword of the day. Extending retirement age. Uh, it's another slippery slope. Uh, what does this mean for young and new workforce and uh, those who, well, were to retire at the current age, which is 60, I believe? The government says it will embark on discussions and debates on extending that very retirement age. What can we expect? Yeah, so this again is another very uh, contentious, controversial issue yeah. that's uh, been subject to a lot of debate here in the country. Uh, but the government wants to kind of extend that retirement age, and it is part of measures to address workforce shortages that mm. have been caused by, of course, demographic change and Korea's dwindling working age population, mm. low birth rates and aging population have led to this. Yeah. Uh, the government said it would foster a task force to take countermeasures against workforce shortages. It will comprise of relevant ministries and think tanks and private researchers as well. Uh, the task force is poised to announce a series of measures to be taken on a uh, medium-term basis starting next month. Uh, that's according to the finance ministry. One of the solutions that they're mulling over is extending the retirement age from 60 to uh, 65 or possibly even older. Mm -hmm. uh, another is pushing back the time that retirees can start receiving their state pension as well. Uh, they're also considering removing a company's salary cap that corporations have put in place for those who are nearing retirement. Some have even suggested eliminating the retirement age altogether or letting businesses rehire retirees mm -hmm. by creating uh, some legal grounds or offering benefits for such a move. Mm -hmm. uh, but this, of course, is controversial because it may spark a heated generational conflict between mm -hmm. the young and old. Market insiders have warned that such measures may alarm younger workers who could see an extension of the retirement age as kind of a threat to their employment prospects. Uh, in addition, businesses will have no choice but to bear a higher burden of human resources costs, labor costs for mm -hmm. one. Um, though previous administrations had also highlighted the seriousness of the imminent workforce shortages, uh, neither the government nor National Assembly has yet to put forward any meaningful legislation. So we'll have to see if the current administration mm -hmm. and parliament uh, will be the same. Um, in terms of stats, uh, government data shows that the working age population is projected to decline by 35% over the next three decades to just over 24 million by the year 2050. Uh, under the expected demographic change, there is a high possibility that the nation's productivity will critically weaken because of this. Mm. Uh, state and social costs for supporting the senior population are also expected to skyrocket. Of course, that's going to uh, have a serious burden on state coffers as mm. well. So just a slew of 
just simply bad consequences resulting from this demographic change. You're absolutely right, because previous administrations also highlight the same problem. Now, did they have any successful resolutions? Not really, which is why the conversation continues with, I think, time also being of the essence. It's not as if the shift isn't happening as we speak. This is why when we talk about uh, better working conditions and better living conditions for foreigners, it's an important topic because diversifying the workforce in the future might be necessary for South Korea, too. Uh, we propose the questions as always. The answer is something that we're waiting for. On to our last keyword of the day. Independent sanctions. As North Korea escapes further UN sanctions due to China and Russia vetoing such moves, South Korea and the U.S. are looking to impose independent sanctions on the regime. Let's be honest, the UNSC measures have fallen short of expectations. What's the latest? They certainly have fallen short of expectations. And a, a Seoul Foreign Ministry official told reporters that such a move... Uh, to impose these independent sanctions can fill a gap arising from the UNSC measures. Uh, now, the official said independent sanctions under North can also act as kind of a warning message to those economically engaged with uh, the regime. Now, the official added that it can also reflect international cooperation as well. However, these are only just ideas of which the Allies have agreed upon. No details have been discussed uh, on the matter yet. Uh, now, these remarks come after the top diplomats of the two allies met to discuss North Korean issues, Pak Jin and Tony Blinken, uh, they said they've uh, been looking to put further uh, pressure on the regime to curb its weapons pr uh, program, uh, one of them being in the form of fresh sanctions against the regime. But of mm. course, China and Russia's vetoes are kind of forcing the allies to look at punitive measures of their own. Mm. Uh, Seoul and Washington, however, they've also always reiterated that a diplomatic approach is also an option as well. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been uh, saying repeatedly that the door for dialogue remains open mm -hmm. with the North. Um, so, yeah, uh, because things are kind of uh, at a standstill at the UN Security Council, uh, Seoul and Washington will have to see if they do come up with any independent sanctions of their own. And it seems pretty clear that the current administration here in South Korea and the U.S. want a, a stronger response to North Korean provocations. And we've seen plenty of it this year with, as yeah. we've talked about several times before, the imminent nuclear test might, that might be just around the corner. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Adam, for today's coverage. Uh, have a safe day. As you've said, it's humid. Uh, stay cool. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. You too. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.